0: This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending and the library news.
1: Hi, I'm Sheila Stovall with the Allen County Public Library.
0: Hello, this is Miss Amanda.
1: Welcome to Among the Stacks today. Well, there are lots of exciting things going on at the Allen County Public Library because Miss Amanda has been very busy planning programs for fall break and uh, just a lot of things in
0: general. So tell us a little bit about
1: some fun things you have planned, Miss Amanda. It's hard to
0: believe that fall break is already around the corner. This year has flown by, but we always try to plan ahead and we are getting everything um, squared away. We are going to have a fun drive-in at the library um, on Monday, October the 3rd. Um, So we're going to be able to have the kids come to the library around 4 o'clock that evening and make a cardboard vehicle, car, truck, whatever they want to make. And they're going to have all the supplies here at the library to use to create the car that they want. After their car is made, we're going to take a quick drive down the hallway and we're going to go to our story hour room or the projector is going to be set up to watch a really fun movie. Um, showtime starts at 5. We are going to serve some popcorn lemonade right before the show starts. And it's just going to be a fun time. We've had uh, the drive-in at the library in the past, and it's always been well-received. Uh, people will seem to enjoy and have a lot of fun. And it's a family. I, l- th-
1: I love seeing the little parade of the kids in their cars yeah. moving from the craft room down to the movie room mm-hmm. as they get ready to watch the movie. Yeah. We can't, because of our movie line licensing we can't share the name of the movie mm-hmm. but it's a disney pixar movie and it features a red car so there maybe go. maybe that might you can figure out what movie we're going to be watching but it's certainly age appropriate mm. and we're, we're looking for it i think that will be a lot of fun yeah now you've scheduled another very unique program in partnership with um, uh, the, city the city of scottsville, of scottsville yes and Uh, So tell us a little bit about that program that's coming up.
0: So Thursday of that same week during fall break, it's going to be Thursday, October 6th at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We are going to have an event called Touch the Truck. And we have talked to Mayor Birch and he has talked to Greg Cook, who is the supervisor at the City Barn. And they're going to be bringing a couple of their big diesel vehicles like their back hose, maybe an excavator. I'm not exactly sure what vehicles they will be bringing, but they're going to bring that equipment to the back parking lot of the library and allow the kids to see them up close and personal. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun for the kids to see how these machines work, how these city workers and these machines help get really big jobs done here in the city. Uh, my husband works for the city, and they had a major water leak this week. And if they didn't have this, these excavators and these things to help get to those central lines to find those leaks, their job would be a, a lot harder than it is. So I'm excited to see um, that collaboration with the city, and I'm thankful that they've been able to partner with us. And I really want to see if we can make this an annual event and highlight different service departments within our county um, for years to come. So I'm ex- looking forward to that event as well.
1: I have too. I just think that was such a neat idea. You know, little children love the books about equipment, mm-hmm. and especially little boys. Yeah. And so the fact that they're going to get to touch and and just see what those are up close and personal. And we really appreciate the partnership with the City of Scottsville and how they support our our programming efforts. Yeah. And um, it's going to be a okay. lot of fun. And then other
0: programs we've got going on, um, just regular programs, um, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have pre-K story times. Um, We also have a toddler time that meets every Wednesday at 10. We have a homeschool program that meets every Tuesday at 1. And for more details and times for those programs, you can visit our website or our Facebook page. And pre-registration is required so we can plan properly. I know i'm so thankful for miss sheila yesterday she helped do one of my programs while i had to do some other business
1: how did that go oh it was fun i was just glad people came because if they knew that you weren't going to be here before we've had people think well we just won't come (laughs) if miss amanda's not going to be there but i think i had nine and we had a lot of fun now uh, instead of the little song head shoulders knees and toes i introduced them to the hokey pokey (laughs) <laughs> and worked on, you know, what's our left hand, yeah. and of course our letter was C for crayon, and we had a wonderful story about a unicorn, mm-hmm. and one of the little girls had on a little unicorn t-shirt, oh, that so perfect. that was that was perfect. We had a lot of fun with that. Oh, good. And uh, and also, I just want to tell you that we do have book clubs here at the library. Mm-hmm. There's two, and they meet the third Tuesday of each month. And um, this next month, we're reading Stephen King's. Uh, Billy, uh,
0: Billy Summers,
1: but we also have mm-hmm. a murder mystery book club on that same day at five o'clock. So f- uh, be sure to maybe join one of our book clubs because that is so
0: much fun. And while we'll think about mm-hmm. book club, uh, Miss Amanda, have you been reading any good books? I have, actually. Um, I've been getting back into my reading groove and I found the most just sweet, sweet story called Remarkably Bright Creatures. Um, the author is Uh, Shelby Van Pelt. This is her debut novel, and I listened to it as well as I read some of it at night uh, to let my eyes and ears rest, Uh, but it is um, in different points of view, different perspectives, and I was surprised to hear when I was listening um, the first point of view from an octopus, and this octopus, his name is Marcellus, and If you've ever seen Fraser, the old TV show that used to come on like in the 90s, um, he has the demeanor of Niles Crane, very, you know, regal sounding, and he's very particular about how he's being treated and he does not like the frozen <laughs> that is being served to him he would much rather have something more appetizing and he will let you know you know about that but marcellus is this octopus who was rescued um, he had an injury and he was re- rehabilitated but he had to um, have his life lived out in an aquarium and um, it's not just about this octopus because I've had friends who've picked this book up and they're like, "How in the world am I going to get into this book from the perspective of an octopus?" But it's not just him; he's in there a few times during the story. Uh, but the main uh, character. It's going to be Tova, and she is like a cleaning lady. She helps manage the cleaning aspects of the aquarium, and she's an older uh, an older lady who has had a lot happen in her life in the past, um, and she's got these group of friends, and she doesn't always see eye-to-eye to, eye to them, but being her quiet self, she doesn't want to cause discord. Um, but through, through Marcellus, Tova is able to realize some things from her past and uh, Marcellus helps make some connections in a really fun way and I don't know this is one of those books that just touched my heart so good and not in a sad way I was just you know it was just beautiful I did cry a little there at the end but it wasn't anything so it's really sort of um
1: Tova's story as much as Marcellus Tova's story
0: yeah Marcellus is just there, um, and he's witnessing and th- seeing the things going going around in Tova's life. Um, so it's not about Marcellus per se, but he does have a big thing to do with Tova uh, there towards the oh, end of the story. Oh, so but it sounds
1: interesting. So you know, I love
0: stories that feature
1: um, senior adults because they're so wise yes. and just the things they've learned and especially Mm -hmm. if you have a really neat story and some a book that I'm reading right now that also features this book features an octo the friendship between an octogenarian or is that a well not that she's not quite no wait she's in her 80s and uh her name is Margot, and a 17 year old girl Lenny and
0: Oh yeah! Oh, did you? Oh, okay. But it's it's a neat friendship. But
1: I'm I'm in the middle of this book, and I know I'm going to need Kleenex because um, Lenny is uh, has a terminal disease. She's She's seventeen, and it's funny Mm -hmm. because she fits in better in the art class with the senior adults. They age the art class. Mm Based on age, but she feels like she has more in common with the older people because mm-hmm. uh, you know they're both at their end of their life, and she's learning. She's learning right. so much from Margot, I guess, how mm-hmm. to live well through stories,
0: because Margot's had life experiences that you know Lenny is never really going yes. to experience. It is. Uh, it is. It so I've so
1: really, I've really been uh, enjoying.
0: Join that book so um well what else have you been reading so this one was very interesting I've just decided one day on a whim to try this author out his name's Kevin Wilson and this book is called Nothing to See Here and this is one I've been talking about to the ladies at the library this week and I know I've gotten some eyebrows raised from Sheila because she's like how can that be good but it was so good it's called Nothing to See Here and it's about um these troubled children uh their mother, Um, she ends up committing suicide, and you learn that through the story, but the kids have a really hard way of keeping their tempers and their feelings at bay, and when they get uncomfortable and they are angry, instead of lashing out, they catch on fire. (laughs) So very out there. It's hard to grasp that, but Kevin Wilson does such a good job making this seem so... I don't know, not relatable, but believable, making it believable that this could happen. Not that it could, but in this story it does. And it's okay that it, that it does that. Now, the kids are always unharmed after they combust. Uh, their um, clothes do singe and burn, but the most that the kids ever get harmed from this is like a light sunburn. Their hair's always intact. They never lose their eyebrows, but they do fully combust. <laughs> So these kids, I know it's crazy. These kids belong. Their father is on the road to be a senator. Um, But sometime in the past, their father and mother separated. The mother was in charge of the children. And the father went on to live his life, remarry. And after the death of his ex-wife, he is now going to be in control of these children. But having this reputation, wanting to build this good charisma because he's a political figure... He's really worried how these combustible children could make him look. And it's his um, wa- his new wife Madison's job to have her friend come in and be a nanny to try to get these kids, not necessarily rehabilitated, but get them um, familiar with their new home that they're going to be in to see how they can live, if they can live well in this new arrangement. Um and I'll just say it was so good. I would highly recommend the audiobook. The setting takes place in Tennessee. And um, the narrator, she does such a good job um, of really depicting those accents, especially in the children. And um, you end up loving these two children. I know the girl's name is Bessie. I have forgotten the little boy's name at the moment. But... They are so fun, and yes, they catch on fire. But their new nanny really has a great way of getting on their level because she's a little strange too. She doesn't get along with everybody that she meets. So with their um, with their strangeness, I guess they come to really form a really good bond, and she's able to help these children in a really great way. But it's called Nothing to See Here, and it's by Kevin Okay, where the is it? Lillian and Madison. Lillian is oh, okay. the nanny, and Madison, and Madison she is the new wife. So she's going to be the stepmom oh, of these children. Oh, okay. well, awesome! So I was just doing it a peek really, at Goodreads, really good. and it
1: said it was a story, yeah. a moving and uproarious novel about a woman who finds meaning in her life when she begins caring for these two children with remarkable and disturbing abilities. So I, that's from Goodreads. Yeah. So I'll give could reach yeah. hope it's okay i said that on air.
0: well and like the cover oh it's fine and the, uh, the the cover of the book i mean it you're not giving anything away when you say the children can bust because it's a child <laughs> the, the cover like, is very the cover
1: of the book i couldn't figure it out at,
0: <laughs> at first so so that's funny yeah. so yeah. it's okay. really good you think it's going to be really quirky and funny, but there's some seriousness to it too, and you get a lot of it. you get a lot well, of it. Well,
1: um, well, I've just finished.
0: I love Adriana
1: Trigiani's stories, but sometimes I get so mm-hmm. upset with her because you can't trust her to let everybody live. And oh, <laughs> so- yeah. That's yes, like yes. I mean, so, but the yeah, writing okay. is always just beautiful, and the setting is normally Italy, and um, so mm-hmm. her first book was uh, Big Stone Gap, which was actually in West Virginia, oh, but yeah. then she takes you to mm-hmm. Italy, and so, and so, but in this story, it's really the story, you, you live in three different time periods. One is the present day. And uh, the really the main character of the story is Batilda is the matriarch of the family, and uh, and then also it's about her mother. You go to the World War II to Domenica um and then if, what I had not realized is that when World War II started, people Italians who were living People of Italian descent who lived in the United Kingdom were rounded up and put in like detention centers because they could and were shipped away. Like mm-hmm. there was a, a boat where they were being shipped to Canada to live, sort of like how the Americans did to the Japanese people and made them, you know, okay. took all of their property. They just rounded them up and you know, they couldn't be trusted. They might be war spies And so it's about part of how how she survived through that. And also, uh, Dominica was actually, uh, the granddaughter's getting married, and she discovers that her her great-grandmother had been married to a Scotsman. And so she's like, what? How did I never know this? And so you go back in time and learn her story, and then then to the present. And the family um, are jewelers. They cut stones. And it's also neat to see how the, you know, Matilda, who is now, you know, at the end of her life, has jewelry that she's choosing for different members of the family, too. But, but it's just a nice, uh, about, it's interesting that how the family all lives, all the multi generations of the family live in the same home. And Matilda has lived in this same house all of her life. And so it's just, it's just a really, really, uh, neat historical it's just i was most of the story does take place historically it's one of those time bops so you're in the present for a little bit but most yeah. of the story is in world war Two era and so
0: okay. i like that i so, like and, you know you that get a bit of
1: history right. and then the culture yeah. of italy and the food they I mean the way they just talk about the food it makes you want to just go get i had i had i was yeah. so excited yesterday because i just finished this book and been craving italian food and beautiful you cafe mm-hmm. yesterday their special was spaghetti peck <laughs> with a salad and oh. i'm like oh i get the spaghetti today yay that's so exciting <laughs> so um all right then uh is there any is there anything awesome. else you wanted to share today amanda
0: I've got one more. I finished it last night. It's called Darling Girl, a novel of Peter Pan by Liz Michalski. Um, So I love magical realism books, too. I don't read just one particular genre. I'm all over the place. And this one is a warped version of Peter Pan. So in the traditional Peter Pan stories, we know he's this fairy-like figure who, you know, gives you hope to never grow old. If you you know, venture off with him to Neverland. But on the backside of that, if you think about it in another way, it's like he's taking children. He's never bringing them back, you know. So that's kind of a messed up thing to think about if you dig too deep. And Liz Machowski, she does dig into that dark spot for Peter Pan. Um, Darling Girl is about a woman, and she is from the Darling family who has grown up with these stories of Peter Pan. They've had these real experiences with Peter Pan. Uh, so you have the Wendy, and you have the mother, Jan. And this story is about Jan's daughter, Holly, and the tragic thing that happened to her and her husband and her children Um Almost, you know, a couple of a couple of decades in the past, there was a car wreck where um, one of her children did die, and then she had another child who had a lot of life threatening injuries. Uh, as time goes on, um, she does meet Peter, and another child is born. So that kind of gives you a glimpse of who this third child's father might be. And um, the thing is with you know, the, the daughter that she has with Peter, her name is Eden, and Eden has these, like it's not, not really a disability, but she has a deformity where she's growing too quick. She's getting old too mm-hmm. fast. Um, when she was born, she was um, like six six months gestation, but the doctor said she was full term, even though you know, Holly in her mind knew there's no way that she's more than six months gestation at this point. So she's already at birth showing signs of overdeveloping Mm -hmm. really quickly. She's reading books, um, chapter books by the time she's two or three. Um, But she does have these powers that Holly has not witnessed um, where she can fly. But her elder son Jack has seen um, Eden fly. But Jack's Young too, and she's not sure if what's jack saying is true because he is just a child and you know ch- children do have that mm-hmm. make-believe tendency in things um, there is an accident that occurs uh, at a point where eden has flown jack into a tree and holly comes and she's like how did y'all get up there and um i think it's one of those things in the book it's like once if you're flying and then you have that scary thought, you're not flying Mm -hmm. anymore. And that's kind of what happens in this scene. There's an accident, there's a fall. Um, Eden is injured in a catastrophic way. Um, She does have a head injury and this is not giving away everything, I promise. But there is a head injury. Um, Jack, again, still has these life-threatening injuries to his body, especially his legs but Eden's blood drops on Jack and he's instantly cured so there is just a lot of magic in there Um, you find out that the Peter in this story is not a good man and um, I'll just leave it at that but it was very twisty and turny lots of magical realism in there and it's all based off of a childhood classic but that was called uh the darling girl by it sounds like
1: a very different kind of story which is what i love i'm not one to Mm -hmm. and there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with cookie cutter books because that's sort of a form of escape especially if you're tired you just want to read what i would call potato chips for the mind sort of thing but but that book sounds very complex and you're going to need to pay attention Mm -hmm. and very very intriguing Okay, well, I good. also wanted to mention that our maker space is open. I uh, introduced yeah. uh, and Miss Alonda, Miss Amanda and I, I. We I had a group of homemakers here yesterday. It was so funny because I just, you know, made a quick call. I'm like, when would you all like to? To see this. We've got our training videos ready. They came the next day and they're super excited. <laughs> so we're getting our calendar together. So look on our calendar. We're going to be scheduling some makers introduction to makerspace because there is training required. Some videos you're going to have to watch before you can have access to our makerspace. And inside the makerspace is our we have a 3D printer. We also have uh, a Is it called a Cricut vinyl cutter?
0: It's a Cricut uh, Explore Air. It cuts vinyl, it cuts material, and it cuts heavyweight cardboard. We have an embroidery machine. And after watching Mm -hmm. the videos and while watching
1: the videos, I am not a crafter. I was able to embroider my name on an apron. And so I felt like if I can yeah, do it, really anyone can good. do it. But you've got to watch the videos. And it only takes about 30 minutes. And then the, you can actually have the videos playing while you're embroidering. Right. And then we have a button maker. And uh, we learned yesterday some people might use these buttons for making cards or scrapbooking as well as birthday parties, things mm-hmm. like that. We have an Allison die cut machine. A post. We'll print posters for you. So be looking on our website for classes on introduction to our makerspace. If we'll be getting adding those on. Yeah. And uh, as always, there's lots going on at the Allen County Public Library. If you don't have a library card, they're free. And so stop by in with a photo ID or a piece of mail. If you can't come up with a piece of mail, I'll mail a library card to you. So, um, but stop by and see us, but that's all I have today. So thanks for joining us today, Miss Amanda. Bye. Thank
0: you for having me. Bye. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.